Hello and welcome to The Gateway Presents. My name is Nathan Fung and I'm the news editor of The Gateway, the University of Alberta student magazine. Today we have a story that has to do with faith and discrimination. So my name is Mark Guevara. I'm a sessional instructor at St. Joseph's College. I've had that position for over five years now. I've taught four courses through the years, um, but mainly Introduction to Bible, CHRTC 100, and Theology for Teachers, CHRTC 250. In addition to being an instructor at St. Joseph's College, Mark was also a pastoral associate with the Catholic Archdiocese at Edmonton. That was until February of this year when he said his employers did an internal investigation on his same-sex relationship and fired him for that reason. We sat down with Mark to talk about his experience seven months after it all happened. Okay. And you also run um, safe spaces for um, LGBTQ Christians, right? That's right. So um, almost a year ago, I formed a group called CORE, uh, which stands for the Catholic Outreach of Edmonton, LGBTQ plus CORE. And uh, it was a composite group of people that I've met throughout the years that felt a need to have a support group for LGBTQ plus Catholics, um, whether they're people who are you know, former students of mine or people in the community, um, family members that uh, were connected to me, um, they, they wanted a group. And, I, and I, so we called together uh, some of the leaders of the, some people from the, the community and they said, this is what we want. And, and we st- our first meeting was actually in the basement of St. Joseph's College, uh, the Newman Center. And uh, we had about 20, 25 people that attended. We had a nice little service. Uh, we read scripture. We had discussion. We had time for, for chatting afterwards. So uh, yeah, that, uh, we we meet every month, the fourth Sunday of the month, um, and we've met at the university. So after St. Joe's, we kind of got kicked out, and then we met at the interfaith center upstairs here in the sub oh. for about four months. And then uh, in February, when I was fired. We felt that uh, we needed a safe space, and so we reached out to the Pride Center, and they reached out to us, and they offered uh, the Pride Center as a meeting space. So we've been meeting there since February. Okay. Um, I'd like to return to your work with CORE, but just to kick things off, I guess. So you were fired from the church you worked at, um, and I believe this February? That's correct. Um Can you walk us through what happened maybe just before and what led up to what happened? Certainly. So the first investigation happened December the 6th. And on December the 6th, uh, an official from the Archdiocese of Edmonton uh, came to my church where I worked, St. Albert Parish. And uh, my priest was there, who is my boss. Uh, So the three of us were in this room. And she had, uh, uh, there were three main focuses for the investigation. The first was the nature of this group that I formed. Um, she'd wanted to know what that was all about and why I didn't seek permission for this group to be formed. Uh, I answered that it was just starting up, but also in the Catholic tradition, there is no uh, law to say that we have to get permission to meet. So, you know, a group of young Filipino Catholics could meet, or some older ladies could meet. Um, There is no permission for them that needs to be sought in order for them to meet. Uh, The second part of the investigation focused on my personal life. So she'd asked if I was in a same-sex relationship and had a daughter. And at that point, I felt that it was completely unjust for them to ask that question. uh, Because... Uh, I felt that I was being singled out. You know, there are 
probably 30 or 40 pastoral workers like me who have theological education and do ministry. And they come from all walks of life. Some um, may have had an abortion or some uh, may be divorced. And so in my mind, I felt that I was being singled out for this particular quote-unquote sin. Uh, and I felt that that was unjust as well. You know, I believe that Jesus does have a criteria for, and we do have a criteria for what makes a worthy church worker, uh, such as feed the hungry, clothe the naked, and so on. And I felt that I was doing the higher criteria uh, and that this focus on, you know, my sexual uh, morality is is uncalled for. Jesus didn't focus on that. He focused on how we treated one another. So when I was asked that question, I simply said I refused to answer the question on those grounds. Okay. So then at the end of that meeting, I had asked for um, a, an audience with Archbishop Smith to discuss this matter further, both the LGBT ministry, uh, but also my own personal life. I felt that um, it would be appropriate for my uh, pastoral boss to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me, so I, I, I officially requested for a meeting. One month later, I came back for a second meeting, and I was told that at, that I could not meet with Archbishop Smith, <clears throat> and that it's not the practice for him to meet with pastoral workers with these difficulties uh, in general. And then also at that second meeting, I was asked again if I was in a same-sex relationship, and again, I said I'm not going to answer the question. So one month after that, February the 6th, I was called into my priest's office, and the human resources person for the Archdiocese was also present, and there I was presented my letter of termination. And then um, after that, you know, I posted on Facebook, the story went viral, 21,000 shares, I believe, around the world, um, lots of outreach from supporters from all around the world, Catholics, non-Catholics, people from other denominations, just an outpouring of support, about eight or 900 emails I've received since February. Okay. So <clears throat> how long did this go for? So it went from December 2017 till February? That's right. Yeah, 18? it was three months, and it was pretty challenging. Like, this Christmas was one of the hardest Christmases I had to go through. With this, you know, the, the question up in the air whether or not I was going to still have this job. Okay. that I loved. When did you start working that job? So um, I worked at St. Albert Parish beginning, I believe, in 2000, so th uh, three and a half years I was there. So 2015-ish I started. And before that, I was at St. Uh, Matthew's Parish in North Edmonton on 132nd Avenue and 82nd Street. And I was there for four years. So in total, I worked for the Archdiocese of Edmonton for seven and a half years. Um, but of course, as you know, like in the Catholic structure, you have parishes, which are part of the archdiocese. The archdiocese is sort of this over, um, overseeing structure, but there's also these sub-entities called parishes that, you know, operate independently in a way, but also in relation to the whole. Okay. The reason why I sort of ask is that I'm just sort of wondering, like, why, why now? Mm-hmm. Well, the, the spark, I believe, was the start of the LGBT group. I felt that, um, that, well, okay, I, I would take a step back and, and say it's the, the, the LGBT group, but also 
um, a, a few months before, in the summer of 2017, I had had in my heart to be a little bit more open about my relationship. And so I posted a few things here and there on Facebook. Uh, beforehand, you know, I was pretty strict about what I posted, you know, because I knew that I had Catholics who would be supportive of me, but also Catholics who would be, you know, have difficulty with that. And so um, my understanding is that some of these opponents started to gather photos on my Facebook and collect a file. Uh, and then uh, when my the, the core group started in September, we'd put posters everywhere and we had a Facebook ad. And as I understand it, that, that the group, or it's these opponents, uh, saw that as the final spark. And so they lodged a formal complaint at that point. So when I, at the first investigation, I was put placed in front of me uh, a file with my name on it that was about an inch thick, and I was not allowed to even open it or see the contents of it. But I was told that it was a collection of things that people have found about my life that were, uh, that were proof of my same-sex relationship. So, and then that led to you being fired in February. That's right. So officially in the letter of termination, I was fired for being a same-sex relationship and having a daughter. Um, how did that make you feel? It was crushing. Um, you see, ministry, I was doing ministry for seven and a half years, and I loved it. I loved everything about it. Um, so my job entailed preparing young people for sacraments, preparing them for life in the community, but also their families. Uh, I got to visit schools um, and, and take part in celebrations. Um, so I encountered everyone from, you know, kindergarten all the way to senior citizens and helped them re-engage with their Christian faith to become aware and active. Um, and so, you know, to be a part of that was very enriching. And for that to be taken away from me was quite crushing. And um, I, I, I still grieve that. Um, although, you know, for more or less, I'm at peace. I still speak with spiritual directors every month. Um, I pray regularly. I have a wonderful community of support. And so now the question is, what does God want me to do now that this door has been shut on me? And, and this wonderful passion that I had, how can, I, how can that be transformed in different ways? And where am I called to serve now? Okay. The other sort of thing, I guess, is that some people were probably surprised that you chose to not take any legal action against the archdiocese. Yeah. Um, could you go into that a little bit? Yeah. Maybe? That was a difficult um, decision to have to make. I, we probably spent, my partner and I, thinking about this for maybe eight solid hours. So uh, it was recommended after I got the letter of termination that I seek uh, legal advice. So I saw two lawyers in the city, and uh, one was very, very enthusiastic to take the, the, the case on, uh, as it is high profile and um, both of them had talked about how this is sort of uncharted territory and it would require a tremendous amount of effort um, because it, qu it questions a lot of fundamental beliefs we have as Canadians and freedom of religion and the individual rights and so on, um, as well as other theological issues. So they would have to bring in theological experts and see you know, what, what their take was on that. After about eight hours of contemplating, we thought, that it was taking away from the primary focus of what I wanted to accomplish, which is, you know, very simple. I want for people to 
um, have an experience of God, which is my job. It's, you know, for seven and a half years, I, it was my job to connect people with the transcendent, with their, spirit, their Catholic faith. And so for me to, to focus on this legal action took away from what the heart of I, what I wanted to do and what I heard the people wanting, which is to have this connection. So I said, okay, you know, let's, let's not do this. Uh, and, and let's see what happens. And then it came to me after that, yeah, you know, in a way it sort of, for other people, it signaled that I'm the guy that was willing to lay the arms down, uh, to, f- to focus on a greater goal. Uh, and I still believe that. I believe that, you know, hopefully, you know, the archbishop uh, and other church officials come to see that I'm not someone that wants to fight this from this perspective, that at the end of the day that I'm you know, a faithful Catholic that seeks my baptismal call to reach out to all people, to bring people closer to God, and that legal action would take away from that. Yeah. So it's been, I believe, almost half a year at this point. Now. That's right, about six months. Yeah. yeah. And you said you've made peace with um, what's happened. Um, but what are some other things that may have changed in the months since? Well, one of the, you know, two big questions that come up to me, for me is what's next? And, um, you know, some people were quite surprised that I'm staying within the Catholic tradition, which I still feel called to do. Um, and so, you know, I, I've been teaching here at, at St. Joe's at the university for five years, and I feel like I, I have a call to academia. So I am applying for, um, for a PhD in, in Catholic colleges in the United States, as well as uh, in Berkeley, there's a, a conglomerate of theological schools. So I'm hoping to apply. We'll see what happens. Um, so that's the first, you know, call. The second call is sort of, am I still, uh, like, throughout the months, I've been reached out to by people from more inclusive Christian communities, like Anglicans and United Church and even old Catholics, as well as the women priest movement in the Catholic Church. And They've reached out to me and say, well, you know, you have a place here and there are people here that you could potentially serve. Um, And so that's also in my heart and in my mind in terms of what I'm called to do next. But for now, the thing that keeps bubbling to the surface is, you know, work work within the academy, add to the knowledge of queer theology and the Catholic tradition. It's still fairly new. Um, as I understand, there's only a handful of queer Catholic theologians in the world, uh, and this whole topic in itself is also fairly new. So uh, I want to be able to provide some insight as a pastoral worker, but as someone also in the academy to contribute to that knowledge. I think that's it for my question. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, no, this has been it's been an opera, it's this, this has been a blessing to be able to just sit down and chat and, and share my story six months after the fact and um, you know to be able to uh, to share that you know as a member of the University of Alberta as part of you know this community I'm, I'm alumni here as well um, that uh, you know as part of this community that there is a story here that um, that maybe we all can pay attention to as members of this of this institution to say, oh, wait, you know, the world isn't yet perfect, as we all know, and that this is one, another issue that's, that's also has to be brought to light and to be dealt with and justice to be done. Okay. Well, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.